guys welcome to episode 40 of less than 10 yeah episode 40 that's a big one um so today uh there's a big crew of us five of us here we had a pretty good show today um we're gonna ccp blessed us with some a bunch of news recently uh and some on some game changes so we're gonna like really dive into that because it's some pretty pretty juicy stuff to talk about um and other than that we're going to talk about how to make money outside of big null blocks so some of the vets might uh you guys can give us some input in chat on like how you make money maybe but we got a pretty comprehensive list and basically like how to you know if you don't have an alt in like a sub group you just want to make money like on your main or maybe on some low effort alts or some higher effort alts just kind of like what you can expect because you gotta you gotta make money to feed feed small gang ships so First, we'll just start off by going around and kind of, you know, short introduction and kind of talk about what we've been up to lately. So I'll go last. Why don't you guys just go around uh, starting below me at 10? All right. Um, what have I been up to lately? Uh, I've been roaming around a little bit in the afternoons, as I do. Uh, I just fed incredibly, but good fun uh, interaction with a Rorqual on a structure or on a on a belt off a uh, Athenor. Um, I was with three tiers who was streaming. He was in a Lashak, and we also had a Cinnable Retribution and a couple Interceptors. Um, and it ended up being this like 20 minute game of holding tackle under structure newts and back and forth and back and forth. And then they warped in uh, Nyx and a couple of crew carriers and to the structure, not to us. First they brought in like an Onyx and a couple Lokis. And then they brought in these the super carrier and the two carriers to the structure, nice and safe, sent the fighters out to us, and um, that plus the structure newts. The structure gunner was pretty good. He was newting and webbing and pointing as fighters were arriving and stuff. Um, so, like you know, half of us it. died, but it was pretty pretty interesting to deal with. I haven't dealt with super fighters in quite a while, actually. So it was cool. And yeah, we ended up, they brought the, the carriers and super carrier in when the, the Rorqual hit hull and then used his invulnerability core because the other stuff they were trying to save him with wasn't doing it. Right. Um, and since we're talking about money this episode, we're also going to kind of talk about our money situation in EVE. Um, I don't really do anything actively to make ISK right now because I have a pile of it from past things, which have included C5 dread ratting, uh, DD running in null sec, ratting in null sec, carrier ratting and super carrier ratting. Um, and I also have enough ISK now. I think my like my net worth is in the like 80 billion ISK-ish range. That you know, I read patch notes, and I've made, I've sold a lot of seven hundred millionist Nighthawks. <laughs> <laughs> that you bought for uh, about three twenty-five. There you go. 
That'll a couple do. of them I made too, actually. Bit of, bit of market speculation. And that's a good idea. Let's keep that trend going. As you guys talk about what you've been up to, just let everyone know kind of your financial situation in game. <laughs> Over to you, Joe Castis. Joe Castis is new on the webcam. He's been a guest on the podcast a bunch, and we he's like part of the team now, part of the crew that works on putting the show docs together, and he'll be on screen and stuff. So you guys can welcome Joe Castis. Hey, everybody. This is my first web webcam since uh, my OnlyFans. So it's uh, good to have clothes on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what have I been up to lately? Uh, so because this is the PVE episode, I'm more than happy to share that I lost a considerable amount of ISK through ships the other day. But I had a, I had a, I had a good time with one of them. Um, I lost a, I think it was like a two point something billionist barger right before the new patch i was so excited to use it and i was like i'm just gonna use it beforehand and show how cool i am before the patch <laughs> <laughs> before the buff and like yeah. got this got this good fight and then it died horribly but um it's okay and because i undocked you know that's all that matters i guess and uh then um i joined the boys and um uh, they were fighting pan horde and um I brought a nester out there, and I, I, I think I would have brought it anyway, but I honestly hadn't realized that the Corpus X type newts had gone up to almost 400 million isk apiece. So there was 1.2 million billion isk of newts on the boat itself, Oof. and then the A type invuln, and it. Uh, but you tanked a hundred thousand raw damage. Yeah, yeah, tanking one gnosis. Uh, holding me down while everything else beat the shit out of me was was enjoyable for a bit. I felt like Lucy Lucy Lou for like 28 seconds. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had a good time. And uh, so now I'm supposed to say my my isk assets. Yeah, just to give people kind of context when we talk about you know small ganging and some of the fits we fly, just so people kind of know yeah. what to expect. So on Jocastus, I have 87.9 billion isk in the total net worth which is more than 10 and it's really all i care about um Winner. and yeah and i think that's that's pretty much my and i think i have 20 yep 25 on my on my alt so that's that's where i'm at nice up to you andy oh man i'm gonna be the poor one this show uh um, so i guess <laughs> so um Lately, I haven't been playing a ton, um, so we got hit pretty bad by the storms here. I'm in Oregon, not Texas. I've been asked like four times. Um, so here, definitely not as bad as down in Texas, but we did lose power for like a, a whole day. And um, yeah, our house like dropped to like 38 degrees Fahrenheit for the night, which was not super fun. Um, yeah, so it was not an amazing day but like luckily only one day and then uh re like everything came back on the next day and wasn't too bad i had a couple of friends that were out for like two or three days um so that kind of threw a wrench in playing any video games and then i had to catch up on some work and stuff um after that but um other than that yeah like real life has just kind of been kicking my butt but i've been on a little bit um I did some um, wormhole stuff, or I've been doing some wormhole stuff with uh, my corp. Um, it's nothing too exciting. We've just been doing like some hole control and fun things like that. Um, and then actually, I guess the one kind of fun thing I did was um, we have a group in Noir that's trying to compete in the next tournament. Um, 
And so they're doing the 7v7. Um, and that's the first time I think anyone, we have one guy that um, joined HTP, I think, for the last tournament for a little bit. But this is the first time we have kind of our own team. And they were short a guy one weekend. So I went and just like helped uh, skirm versus Brave, I think it was. So we just did some like skirm matches and nice that was man. fun that was like the first time i've uh done any kind of like tournament type play at all even though it's just like practice and it was just one time but um yeah so that's what i've been doing in game and then uh just to round it out so like i said i'm the poor one here i think i have like 25 bill liquid or so maybe like 40 bill if you count like assets and stuff like that i don't have a whole lot of stuff like uh no That's pretty good. I fly like well, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, but compared to uh, Joe Castis. Um, but that said, like my last three la- losses or so combined are probably like three hundred mil versus Joe Castis uh, yeah. with his like three bill loss for one. So I just sure. fly like cheap stuff, and I yeah. like enjoy flying cheap stuff. So That's something really I kind of like this. <laughs> but Joe yeah. Castis does have a lot of risk, right? Casper, how much risk do you have? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, I, is, that, is that my next then? All right, that's my cue. Also, Joe, that doing. freaking mug is amazing. I've been like spellbound watching it every time you lift it up. Right? It's really cool. It's magical. That's such a cool mug. Anyway, uh, what have I been up to? Um, I've been doing a lot of Logi actually lately. Um, Amelia uh, has been doing a lot of like um, Logi or sorry, um, Nightmare like pings or whatever. And so I've been hopping on with Logi and we've been doing a lot of Basilisk stuff and They've been trying to get me to dual box, but I ain't doing that yet. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and it's been actually really, really fun. You know, you, the Logi works together really close with the FC. Hey, we're breaking. Hey, we can be more aggressive. Hey, we can do this or this. And you kind of get a backseat FC from a Logi position. This guy's coming, and it's just a lot of fun doing that interaction. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, just, you know, an hour ago, we had, usually when we die, like during the fight, we do really, really good. And then we're like, all right, well, we kick their butt, you know, link our, our BRs everywhere and, you know, hey, look how good we are. And then we go home. And that's usually when we get caught and die and feed. But this time we did one of the best exfils we've ever done. We killed a frat phoenix and then had like six nightmares in support and had to leave. And they just kept signing supers on us after every single jump. So we did stop bubbles. Uh, we did, you know, drag bubbles. We did all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we kept fragging tackle over and over and over again and we fragged what like 100 uh, 1.2 bill worth of just jags and stilettos and slashers and sabers and got out and wow. didn't take any losses so that nice. was pretty good and again That's i felt really proud of that we actually got away and did a proper exfil which is usually our our achilles heel that's always so exciting running like that even though it's running it's so exciting <laughs> yeah it, it was really good um as for the is question um i made you know way 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 back in the day i don't want to say how long i've played this stupid video game but way back in the day i got isk originally in stain um i was one of the first characters in stain to have black ops because you know skill points used to be a thing you know we don't think about it anymore but if you had black ops back then you you know you're a high skill point character and i used to you know, in university, and I went to um, academy for high school, so you could always have your computer on there 24/7, and I'd just have cloaky campers all over Stain, and people got annoyed enough for uh, at at the end that they would just pay me not to drop on them, so they could run their missions in Stain, and that's how actually how I made my first AT ship was just from you know renting, I guess rentals way back in the day, 
And then I got into the Alliance tournament with some very good players and they just kind of, you know, I was on their coattails and won some ships. And so then I just pretty much discord PVP and buy and sell uniques. And just, you know, if I want to connect the dots or sell my own and buy and trade, I just take a cut off the top there and just really passively make ISK that way. Um, as for a total, which you guys have been bugging me about, I think it's around three trill that I could get real, real quick, but I don't know exactly. So you could buy us all multiple times. Yeah. yeah. So for uh, me, what I've been up to lately? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one of my favorite things about the Amelia vids that um, Casper mentioned is that you can just hear um, Casper like concerned in the background telling <laughs> uh, Amelia that he doesn't think they're going to hold. And it's like one of my favorite part of all the videos. Oh, no. Nice. No, it's true, though, because if, like, if we're holding, then he can play more aggressive and right, apply more DPS. If we're not holding, which is me usually bitching in the background, oh, we're not going to die. And he knows to pull range and whatever. So it is a pretty fun interaction there. Mm -hmm. For sure. Lot comms, including Lodgy, are the most interesting fleet comms, I think. Because there's a lot of like, I think we're holding, we're heating, we're not, we are, we are. No, no, we're not. We're not. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, what I've been up to lately, um, did some stuff with 10, some um, uh, proving grounds uh, a little bit one night, did some roaming. Fed a tempest to some very slippery Lokis, and then I flew my Draugr a little bit, uh, but I haven't been playing a ton. Um, so yeah, whoa, that's crazy. My screen makes my face look very different. Anyway, um, other than that, for for as far as ISK, I've got like uh, like ninety bill probably between assets and liquid um, with two accounts. I don't do anything to make ISK other than make a podcast that sometimes people donate ISK to now. Hint, hint. Um, you made a little bit of money stocking there. Actually, that's true. There. That's true. I did do some contract PVP in there with Famart. I took 20 bill, put it on my on Famart, a corp account I made, corp I made, and then I would uh, buy buy like fully fit PVP ships, small gang ships, and put them on contract in there for like 10, 15%. Um, so I actually made like 10 bill doing that over like three months. There was actually a moment where I was being chased by one of your stilettos or something. It was, it has a specific name. It's like PVP stiletto yeah. 101 or something. I was like, God damn you. Feral. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was, it was pretty popular. It was just too much effort. Like I just don't have the time to, to do all the things I want to do. And so I, I chopped that. I don't do it anymore. Some enterprising yeah. soul with the name, like. Hustle hard 42065 or something has started what? listing RD Thrashers at the exact same contract prices as other PvP ships in Thera. That's probably a better idea to make money, actually, to be probably very profitable because he's like listing them alongside Osprey Navies and stuff. But yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. funny. So we'll kind of just get into this subtopic um, and go through it with you guys. But um, so Kind of let you guys know how much ISK we have. I'm sure there's lots of people who will listen who are like, holy fuck, I wish I had that much ISK. And we get that. That's like, that's, that's you know, vi the, it's normal. It's normal. We've all been playing for quite a while. Um, Andy the least, and he he said he's, you know, he even has quite a bit. So he's been he's been around the block. Um, so the, the first most obvious way small gangers get ISK, which some people won't like, but that is uh, with your credit card, with Plex, buying Plex. I just want to get this out of the way first because 
if you don't enjoy PVE, you don't enjoy making money, but you do enjoy PVPing in Eve, your time is going to be better spent buying Plex, unfortunately. Um, you know, y- you can also take the ISK you spend on Eve and extract your SP every month when once you're at a, a level you're, that's appropriate. You can do that as well if you have like a hard budget you want to spend on gaming. Um, I'd rather see someone like spend their time that they want to play PvPing and ripping their skills for that they train every month. Just like set it so what you know this is the skill that you pull out of and every month just train that skill. Um, that's something I would suggest if you want if you want to do that if you really don't want to buy Plex and you really don't want a PVE. How much are um, Plex and what do you get for it? I don't even. I have no idea. What is it? How much is it for Plex? I don't. I don't buy it myself. Uh, enough Plex to Plex your account. I think it's down to a little over two bill for a month. Yeah. So if and you're if you... buying it, it's oh gosh, what is it? Last time I if you if you buy it on sales, which I have done a couple of times, you can usually get um, get it significantly under the subscription cost so it ends up being like ten dollars ish for 500 and that turns into 2.2 bill or so give or take yeah the gist of it is is if you have a steady career and you know your is per hour in working is is going to be substantially higher than anything you're going to do in eve unless you're very dedicated to making money that's yes. the, that's and if you're not feeding expensive ships, you can fund yourself for a month for the cost of like, I don't know, three or four cups of coffee at Starbucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a good and, way to put uh, it. For context too, um, like if you have a tune that you're happy with this, I think extracting the skills and just keeping it where it at, where it's at, I think that plus like 300 mil or so is about what you need per month. So if you can make 300 yeah. mil on the side, you can essentially plex your account for free and then use that for um, yep. ISK if you want to. And if you're happy with like where your tune is and that kind of thing. For sure. So we'll just kind of go through each one and we'll each kind of just talk about one as we go through. And if we've done those ones, because I've done a bunch of stuff over the years making ISK, we'll just kind of chime in. Um, so the key considerations with this are uh, you need to kind of ask yourself is how much are you willing to invest? Like if you have liquid ISK already that you want to invest into your ISK making venture, venture, how many accounts do you have or how many accounts are you prepared to have to get? Uh, what's their SP level? And if you want to do this on your main, which some of these are great money making on your main, like um, we'll get into it, but like uh, incursions or, or uh, Thistle sites, you know, you can do that on your main pretty easily. Um, or if you want to have alts. Um, so we'll go through one character options first. So does somebody want to take the first one, uh, high sec hauling slash station trading? Have any of you guys done that? I do a little bit of um, station trading and things, or I have done. I don't, you know, I haven't done an act in a little while. Um, and these are all the like, you know, minimum minimum effort. You know, if you're high sec hauling, you're accepting contracts between different high sec locations and just moving the packages back and forth. And they have collateral on them and all that, so you need a little bit of floating ISK, but not much. Um, and you know, it's like AFKing a hauler through high sec most of the time if you're not going through any particularly dangerous areas. So it's very low effort. It's something you can kind of do on the side. 
station trading is a similar level of like game engagement where you're you know you're you're setting up buy and sell orders and you're dealing with that but you're not like actively inputting constantly into the game you know like i was saying with the nighthawks like i set up some buy orders and i buy some of them and i wait for the prices to go crazy because no one manufactured nighthawks for a long time and they're like four for sale in Gita. and then you put up the sell orders and you let them sell and maybe you put up two at a time and cycle them and there's a couple little things to it but it's like a check in every couple hours at most kind of situation usually so it yeah. doesn't require you know, if you're running DED sites, you are sitting at your computer and you are telling your ship where to go and where to warp and who to shoot and like all that. So these things are pretty low effort, but they also can be not very profitable um, in terms mm -hmm. of the, the amount of time they take. Wasn't there an update just recently with markets and you can't like 1% or 1 ISK people? Yeah, there's, a, there's an update where you have a there's a, a a number of significant digits to give every every price that can't be exceeded so you can't change you know you can't anything that costs more than like four digits of price you can't change every digit so if you're selling stuff in the millions like you know i'm selling this nighthawk for 700 million isk someone can't undercut me by one isk 10 seconds later with a bot they have to undercut me by a more significant margin and it costs them more now to do that and to update or post orders costs a little more. So it cut down a little bit on the like sort of rapid fire undercutting that uh, busy high sec places would see. Yeah, and the other thing I'd add here too is there's kind of two approaches to doing this station trading. One is kind of um, like what Ten mentioned where you can essentially um, like speculate on things. Um, so you can buy something that you expect to go up or that like there's not a lot of on the market and you can buy them and then wait for them to go up. Um, but the other thing you can do is you can buy like high volume stuff. Um, so things like cap boosters were what I used to do on like an alpha tune. And you can just buy things for that have like a decent split between buy and sell, but that people are going through a lot of so that there's a lot of buy orders and a lot of sell orders. Um, and so you can do like high volume stuff, but you make a lot less per item there. But that's a little more active trading. Yeah. If anybody wants to uh, buy a Marauder, hit me up. Just say <laughs> so, Someone yeah, bought out all the Marauders. His name's Casper. Uh, so the next thing is, which I'll take, I've done some of this back in the day, and that's uh, PI, planetary interaction. Um, PI, it, it's a pretty big rabbit hole if you get into it. What I did is I had, I shared a high sec static uh, C1 wormhole with someone. And all we did in there was just alts doing PI, uh, obviously the high sec static for hauling. And I'd like bring in some things from high sec haul in. Uh, and then produce a bunch of stuff and make like high-end P4. I had I had like uh, five characters each maxed. And it was, I mean, you can set it up once you get into it um, for like how often you want to have to tend to your setup. But I did it for like two months and I was, just wanted to, you know, stop doing it. That's what uh, I ran into. Yeah, it's pretty tough three accounts with three characters and full planets each and you can make a ton of money but good lord was it tedious and i i burned out on that pretty quickly yeah you can do pretty like low effort setups that just continuously make isk like the p2 production setups like all on one planet p2 so you just start it and then it 
makes the items, produces them, makes the next one, mixes them all together. You end up with P2 every once in a while, like once a week, you come collect your P2. Every couple days, you log in and press the buttons to restart them. That's about it. I um, did but it, it can be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I it did can it be pretty good. Um, and it wasn't as tedious, but I still got burned out on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, even when you're doing like the, the low maintenance way, it gets pretty tedious just to like log in every day and then like haul it around and drag it to a, a trade hub and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's PI. Um, I mean, there's tons of really good guides and resources if you feel like PI is, is when you want to get to it. But it's good if you, uh, it, it's it's an alt mandatory alts don't do that on your main in my opinion unless you live in a wormhole and you want to just like scrape by and make a tiny bit but even then alts. Yeah, you have to be able to go to the place where your pi is on a regular basis with whatever characters you're doing it with so if yeah. it's in your wormhole and you're always there fine if it's in a wormhole that you don't live in with your main it's a real pain in the ass the next one is like i think it's really common for new players to get into exploration right so this is mainly relic sites i think when people will talk about exploration but technically exploration covers the next thing we're going to talk about too but any of you guys do much explo i did back in the day I like first trying to figure out how to make money um the relic data sites came out it was something interesting to do you know a little more dynamic than just i could walk away from my computer for level four missions that was annoying um and uh so I, I, for me, it was like the roll of the dice, you know, hack the thing and you never know. So, some people would find that annoying because you can't determine an ISK per hour, but you could find a mm -hmm. ghost site and make a billion ISK in 20 seconds. And that, like, you'll find a lot of YouTube videos that say that, like, you know, a billion ISK per 20 seconds. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not the real yeah. thing. You spent, you spent 48 days in NullSec looking for relic sites and you found one ghost site. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed that. The way I did it, because I've done this too, and I like min-max the fuck out of it. I ran virtues in an interceptor oh, God. with uh, with <laughs> this what? Is like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran virtues in an interceptor with black glass implants and the the <laughs> faction. <laughs> the, this is this is me in a nutshell, and the faction uh, relic Your mid analyzer. Is like Fifty-seven billion is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like this. Okay, literally, what I do is I like come up with this stupid idea that's like super min-max. I spend the money. I I do it and until I make back my money, then I say, fuck it, this is dumb. So yeah, black glass plus the Zugma and your interceptor, you're super fast, you warp system, you probe quickly for, because of the virtues. And with your, you don't even need the relic boot bonus because with the black glass and the Zugma, you can, it's a special implant, the, sorry, the black glass. It's a special implant, it's not that much ISK and it basically makes it so you're, um, I can't remember, it's like virus strength and coherence. So like, essentially one is your attack and one is your hit points. It makes it so your attack is really, really high and your hit points are low. But in reality, you can one shot pretty much any node. So you just like spam click through them, no thinking required, and then you get the loot and you leave. And then you and you're nullified because you're in an aligned fit interceptor. Yeah, you can do it. I've done it. Yeah. And Don't if you're not going to go go full ham, uh, you can also just grab an Astro and filament to nullsec, bounce mm -hmm. around. If you're in a shitty place or there's a lot of active people who are trying to kill you or something, you just filament again, filament back to Pockvin, filament to HiSec. You know, the travel part is not terribly dangerous if you take the time to do those steps. And you can make decent money. Mm -hmm. um, you can. And if you're doing it that way, 
Like if you make sure you bring the Pachman filaments and all that, you you can do it on your main pretty easily because yeah. you can always get yourself back. I, I um, assuming you live somewhere with access to HiSec. Is the number one thing I recommend to, to people when they're asking like how to make extra ISK because I, a lot of the other stuff I find, I find really boring. And then I, mm -hmm. I did have a friend who, who, who went and did um, you know, like a standard, just a buzzard. It's like a six million isk fit or something. I don't know, really low. And he was making a billion and he was playing it. He has three kids and he was playing kind of in his off time. He's making about a, bit, a billion isk a week. Um, just finding relic sites and all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like, you can do some interesting things with, well, I guess I should talk about this when we talk about DAD sites. I used to run Blood Raider six out of tens in Astradios. Um, which is not safe and you should not do it, but it's fun. Yeah. And yeah. the last thing I'll add on relic sites is we've mentioned nullsec, but it's important to note the nullsec relic sites also show up in C1 through three wormholes, um, as well as wormhole relic sites. So be careful which relic sites you warp to in a worm warp to in a wormhole. But uh, you can find the really good relic sites there as well. So if you find a wormhole, it, it's worth popping into. You might find one that no one's ever in that has like seven relic sites. So yeah, the idea. thing there though, especially for new guys, is um, a lot of times they have better luck in nullsec than in wormholes because um, they don't know how to tell the difference between the the wormhole relic sites versus the yep. nullsec relic sites. So just knowing yep. that, and then also being able to tell what kind of wormhole something is, um, you can just look it up. Um, like Anoikis is one site that tells you. I think um, if you look it up on Zkill, it'll tell you the class of the wormhole as well. Um, but I like a lot of our newbies have thought that like, oh, wormholes is where you should go for relic sites um, when we send them to like explore, because that's usually like what we recommend is like the easiest way to make ISK. And they'll end yeah. up in like a C5 and can't find anything and don't understand why. Um, so Nullsec is a great place for um, relic sites, wormholes, but low class and knowing how to like look up low class wormholes and that kind of thing. And not working. So let's move on to DED sites. Yeah, and then don't warp to the the sites that kill you. That's also yeah. important when you're <laughs> scanning. Absolutely, ten. You can take the DED sites because you were saying you've done these before. I have as well a little bit, and I think Jocastus has too. So, yeah, um, DED sites. There's a bunch of guides to them. Um, they are potentially really profitable or really not, depending on what kind of space you're in. You have to be mindful of what kind of rats you're doing. Like, and what kind of ships? If you find the maze, which is the Garistas 10 out of 10, with the right fit of Tengu, you can run it in, I don't know, a minute and a half or so, and pull a Rattlesnake BPC, an A-type Invuln, and some other stuff. <laughs> so it sounds like amazing money, but all of them that are spawned in space that are not escalations from a combat site are usually done by the Europeans by about three hours after downtime. So the rest of us um, usually get into DED sites by either f doing, you can, you can go out and scan them. You can do combat anomalies in null sec, which will sometimes pop escalations, which are also DED sites generally. Um, and you can buy them from the people who run those combat anomalies. Um, so if you want to do them for money, you either need a source of them, like someone in your 
null group or something who does DED sites, or you need to do them, or you need to just accept that if you're just like filamenting around looking for them, it'll be hit or miss. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is the loot is also like there's always a overseer's box which is worth some millions of isk, but not a huge amount. And then there's the loot drop, which can be a you know two mil specific hardener that no one cares about, or it can be an A-type invuln that's a billion and a half. So on average, they're pretty good money, but a lot of the time you'll feel like, oh, this is not a lot of money. Oh, this is a lot of money. Um, many, many, many moons ago before um, goons lived in Delve, back when they lived in Declan, I would go out to, this is before filaments too, so I'd find wormholes out to Delve and run five and six out of 10 Blood Raider sites in Astradios, which you can do because the warp ins put you 5K off the beacon and there's no structures. So you have to cloak right as you land and then slow boat out through this giant ball of rats um, because the captain rats that have, or the, you know, the commander rats that have the actual loot are much faster than the rest of them. So you just slow boat out to like 200 and then you decloak and the commander rat burns over to you and you kill them and take the loot and leave. Hmm. Um, which I is not as efficient at all, but it was like Jocastus was saying, you know, it's interesting because I was like, can I do this in this Stratios? You know, this is a, a site designed for a battleship or maybe a T3 cruiser. Yeah. Um, so I find DED sites kind of interesting in that way. They're pretty solved. Like if you look on the internet, you can find all kinds of guides um, to how to do them and what exactly rats will be and what the spawn triggers are and all that. Um, but actually doing them is kind of kind of fun, at least at first for me, because you're like figuring out these new things. Um, but if you don't have a well, I was going to say, if you don't have a specific oh, yeah, source of them, if you don't live near them or live, you know, or you know someone who lives near them who wants to give you their escalation bookmarks or whatever or sell them to you, um, then you're committing to filamenting around. And really, filaments have made a lot of this a lot easier in terms of getting yourself out and back um, with your money <laughs> because your money in these sites is not, Bounties, really, you get some money from bounties, but it's all about the loot drops. Um, so then you have to get them back to high sec before you actually have any money. One cool thing that Blood used to do, which uh, he he got really good at running the the maze, which is the Garistas 10 out of 10, I believe. Yeah. And the maze is unique because it can be done really, really quickly. And it's typically done by cruisers, uh, like Ishtars and stuff like that. And he used a Proteus, and he figured he out he could do it uh, by gimping his fit a little bit to be fit for PvP. So he would actually go around in a Proteus, scan a DED, and if the dude if the dude left and he didn't get to kill him, um, he would finish the site. And if I mean if the dude stayed, he would just kill him, try and fight him and kill him, because he like he knew the site so well he knew all the gates to go to and kind of stuff like that. So that's one benefit to doing DEDs is uh, to successfully hunt DED runners, you kind of have to have a knowledge of what you're going into. And I, I think, you know, what better way than to do it? Yeah. yeah. And we, when we talk about multiple characters, um, 
in a little bit here, we're going to talk a little bit about something that Chikasis was saying about where he uses a T3C to bridge sins around to do these D, you could do the DD sites and also hunt the runners. And um, when I first joined Thermo, someone in Thermo was doing that with two marshals and a Tengu and PVPing, like you're saying, like he was like filamenting around and then hunting DD runners, runners slash doing their sites. Did Fred find him? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. All right. Um, so DD sites, like um, like the exploration sites, it's you know you can't really come up with an exact number per site. Like there's not, you know, not like a combat anomaly. You're going to get this much isk in bounties every time. Yeah. And not like a wormhole site. You're going to get this much isk in blue loot every time. They're pretty hit or miss because it's all about the random chance loot drop. Um, and so it can be kind of frustrating and also exciting. And you'll hear a lot of numbers that mean not that much because they're, you know, this guy went and got lucky three times in a row and he made three billion isk in 30 minutes. But on average, it's 200 million isk an hour, maybe with one character. Something like that. The other thing I'd add there too is a lot of times when people do ISK estimates, they don't really talk about like the setup or like scanning, like how much time they spend scanning before they find a site and things like that. Yeah. Um, so when you're talking about ISK per hour, like you also have to think about like, is this something that you can do like undock and just do it right away? Or is this something where you need to spend like an hour finding sites and then you can do them? Um, so that's also what makes some some of the is per hour calculations kind of hard is like if you're counting in how much time it takes you to actually find sites and set up for them, uh, a lot of those numbers drop compared to like what you'll see in like thumbnails for videos and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And then I guess at the top end, it's worth mentioning some people like the really tryhards will do this with black ops because a lot of the danger is getting from system to system like traveling. So T3s can travel fit, but a lot of the times if you're doing them in blops, people will like just light a covert seno, bring the blops in, and then warp them into, into the site. So yeah. that's that. And it's it's super like that's super high end, very expensive multi-character setup. Yeah. But people make a ton of money doing that. When I last lived in Null, I lived in Tribute um, before Unspoken uh, shut down. And I would go to I would buy escalations from other people in the area who ran combat anomalies, and then I would burn to them in a Tengu, Sino, a Widow over, and then run the site with both. And then the same thing yeah. in reverse. Put all the loot in the Widow, Sino it straight back to the Fortizar. No no risking in travel or anything. Mm -hmm. For sure. So the next thing we'll talk about is Abyssals. Um, something that doesn't take a lot of time to set up. You can just press undock and press the thing, and then you're in it. Um, you guys, I've done a little bit of this as well. Uh, it didn't work out very well for me. Uh, I, I like made my isk back from what I lost, and that was about that's that's all I wanted to do. How about you guys? Uh, this actually used to be the main way I made isk was um, solo cruiser before the frigate um, option okay. even came out. Because um, I only have I have two accounts, so I just don't have enough accounts to do the a lot of the triple boxing options. And so this was how I made all my isk, and basically I just had a super blingy gila that could just face tank every single uh, room, and I would just burn through all of them and um, 
I mean, it's kind of the same thing as like DEDs and stuff like that, where essentially once you kind of figure out what it is, once you figure out the order, so there's like certain rats that will newt you, certain rats that web you, and like once you figure out what you need to clear first, it just turns into uh, like clear this, clear this, clear this, go to the gate, and then jump through. Um, and this is this in particular is something that's super easy to practice on CC because you just teleport directly into it. You don't have to go scan it or find it or anything. So yep, if you're not yeah. sure, go to CC, buy your fit, run a bunch of them. Yeah, and yeah. it's important to note they added new rooms um, and did a couple other things. So rooms or whatever it was, um, a couple, I guess, um, patches. or expansions back. T4s, you can run T4s on a fairly cheap Gila um, for any of the, the flavors. So there's basically different um, storm, I guess, effects, and each one affects a different stat on your ship. Um, Gila's are like the go-to kind of any of the storms, um, but you can also do like a sacrilege or a couple other things for um, specific weather effects. Um, and same thing for the the frigates. So frigates, you can do three at a time, um, but you also get triple the loot. And so the kind of try hard way to do this is you triple box them with three frigates, and you get three times as much isk. Um, but you can also and, just get some buddies and do like single yeah. box frigs, which is cool. Yeah, you can totally do it with uh, multiple friends too, which is nice. Um, I've been thinking about doing this with some corpmates and seeing if we can get people together. Um, especially yeah. they, it used to be tiers one through five. They just released tier six not too long ago. Um, so that's like the newest high level ones. Um, and so I've been thinking about trying to get some corp members together and see if we can do them together. Cool. And you can do this um, anywhere in Jita, in Thera, in Wormholes in Pockman, right? Like you can queue into these as long as you have the filament from anywhere, so. Yeah, you queue in and you come out in the same place. So wherever you live, if you want to import the, the filaments and the ship, you can just do it in your home. Um, so it's very yeah. easy to do on a main. And it's like 300 mil an hour on the high end. Like, yeah. like if you're doing like fives kind of thing per character. Yep, yeah, so, yeah. that's exactly. Um, and then we'll the other thing, oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, oh, I was just going to say, so kind of um, to Ten's point, like if you are one of those people that um, likes to go on MPSI fleets, either like out of Thera or um, out of Jita, you can just have kind of a ratting ship in Jita. You can just um, go a couple jumps out or whatever. Maybe don't run them right in Jita because you might get ganked. Um, but it's super easy to just run them right there. Yeah. Um, and then it's, yeah. So, and then you can still, you know, you just dock up after doing a couple, you have your ISK, and then you can go, um, go on a roam or whatever. Absolutely. Cool. And, and, and like getting into the, the multi character ones is really, like, really input intensive, but can pay very, very well. Yes. Like um, multi and most of the, the multi boxing ones require a little more, um, a front isk, as as do abyssals, because you need a very specific and pretty blingy fit. Um, but the burner missions are one of the cheaper options, I think, in terms not in terms of characters, but in terms of fit setups. You're just yeah. fitting up a bunch of daredevils or assault frigates and a deacon. Um, you need a bunch of 
puller characters to generate the burner missions from the normal mission option, but I don't actually really know how that works. So I don't know. Any of you ever done burners? Never burners, no. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know the like I used to do level fives with pullers, so like it's kind of the same as far as like the con the, the the how you get the missions. You like chain decline them because you have really high faction standings, so you can really abuse declining missions. Um, I think the combat is quite easy with the setup and following the guides, but having like multiple like four kind of four or five uh, accounts, you can make some really good ISK total, like, I don't know, 700 mil or something like that an hour kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of, of like, again, very input intensive gameplay. Um, yep. For level fives, the way I did it is I had puller alts and then I had a carrier in every system in low sec that, my, uh, that I might get a mission in. So I had a really fast warping ship and I would just move my characters around in leopards um, into the system that the mission was in, dock up, get in the carrier, undock, warp to mission, blitz it, warp back, you know, repeat. Um, I did so that engage. Was... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I go did, ahead. I, I, I did engage three daredevils in a mission running area with their Lodgy alt on a gate. And I was like, how'd that go? I was in a mercurial. I was like, frig, it's easy. And uh, right. they, I, I like the first one, they weren't, they weren't moving at all. This is like a year or something ago. And you, I just nuked the first one. And then they, and then they red boxed me. And my mercurial, like it just went straight into armor through the, through the shields and everything. I was just like, ah, like clicking all my buttons, trying to figure out how to get the fuck away from Thank God they were PVE. Um, awesome. Yeah, they, they do a ton. Of, yeah, they do a ton of damage. Though. I was, I was, I was very surprised. Yeah, yeah, but if you look at them, they're not super expensive fits or anything like that. Um, usually, when people do it, it takes a lot of tunes. But the actual ISK investment isn't crazy. It's just you need to have a lot of tunes to run it. Yeah, yeah. and then there's high sec missions as well, which you know, super chill, pretty like you know, low ISK, like forty to fifty mil an hour. But I'll say that there are like people that literally min max high sec missions, blitz them. And I've heard people making like 200, maybe even to 400 mil an hour after LP and stuff. So I don't know. Don't take that. Uh, that's just like I saw the dude, what's his name on TIS, talks about it a lot, making really sick discs. So yeah, there's speaking of high sec and LP, we did skip over incursions. Um, which I have done a fair bit of at various points. Um, and that's basically, you find an incursion group who's doing them, you you get their fitting or whatever that they want you to use, and you show up in it and you put yourself on a wait list. And they, at some point, you know, you're either Lodgy or DPS or whatever, and they'll bring you in and you've, you know, it's it's fleet PVP where you either sit in place or you go to a specific place or anchor on someone shoot things in order that are like tagged on your overview. Um, it's super boring. Uh, and it's like 200 mil an hour ish, right? Uh, it depends on what size incursions you're doing. It's like a hundred to 200, um, okay. depending on if you're doing the 10 man or 25 man or whatever sizes. There's a shield um, and armor group. Yeah. Like the, the uh, they're, they're used they're, to one other. Yes, the armor group is still active. Um, I don't. I think there's just the one, the Titanian fleet, and then there there were like three shield groups at one point, 
but I don't know if any of them are or what the status of them are. I, last I checked, there was like one. Yeah. Um, I, um, I was going to add the one big downside for me. So I used to also run incursions, but the big downside to me was always that you had to hope that there was like an FC that was ready running them. And then also a like opening in the fleet. So sometimes it'd be super easy to get in and you could start doing incursions basically like right away. Um, sometimes yeah. you would be like waiting for an hour before you could even get in the fleet. The other thing that you can't do them with that is relevant to our community is that if you are a suspect or have a war deck or have terrible sex status, they don't want to be anything to do with you because they fly very, very, very blingy ships. And if your guardian or your nester or whatever is spreading war deck tags across your fleet, you're all going to die when 900 catalysts show up and they're going to be mad about it. So they just won't bring you if you're not like totally safe in high sec. Has anyone done a null sec one? A listener said that there in the chat. Negative. No, I have not. not. I've, I've come Those across are, to them, and they're they're pretty insane. Yeah, they're, they're either Lashaks or carriers, usually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I tried them. Tried to PvP the ones on the gate that yeah, it didn't work out well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. A, that's about it. Yeah. As I'm roaming, I get tackled on a gate because I stupidly roam through an incursion pocket. Yeah, I so. I should know how these go um, because I'm pretty sure the group I'm in has run them at some point, but um, when those have come up, I couldn't really be bothered. So I'm pretty sure they ran them in carriers or supers and just, you know, it kind of makes it easy mode. Hmm. Um, NullSec incursions don't really drop anything special except a bunch of money and LP. Uh, uh, LowSec incursions drop Revenant um, BPCs. So that's where those come from. I didn't know that. The small yeah. gangers super. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. So that's how you Snake, get those. Snaked red and boy. I, I think it is just low sec, not null sec. Hmm. Uh, I think that's right. That sounds right, at least. Just Should to we, be, uh, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, if you want to do low sec incursions, I hope you speak Russian and like Ishtars, is all I'm going to say about that. Right. Well, should we kind of finish off with C5 dread ratting? Is that a good sure. thing? Sure. Yeah. We should we talk, talk about, about that. Or is that done? Oh yeah, um, we kind of talked about covered that. a little bit. Did you okay. did you want to talk about any specific sin stuff or like the the DD sin setup? It, yeah, basically it was just one of the reasons I did. So I, I did uh, DED escalations out of our C two null sec static when no one else was around, and I didn't feel like solo PVPing uh, specifically. And it was just something interesting to do because it took three characters, two sins with remote cap transfers, and you run the uh, reppers constantly through the whole thing. And um, because they're remote cap, you don't need any, any cap injection. So you have mobile depot, and you can refit to PVP if you, something comes up. And then you have two sins to PVP with, which is which is fun. And um, uh, it because it's DED stuff, and you're looking for escalations, and then you bridge across dangerous areas to skip the gate camps and uh, depending on the space that you're in it it is more interesting and like fun fun in the sense of danger than 
guaranteed ISK because like Tan had said earlier about the um, DED sites, like you could get some stupid EM hardener worth 2 million ISK or it could drop a billion ISK worth of stuff. Um, but um, as far as trying to have fun and do PVE, that's not, in my opinion, mind-numbingly boring. It's, it's quite the skill point investment. Um, it, it was very interesting to do, at least. Yeah. That's all. Nice. Well, C5 ratting. Everyone's probably done C5 ratting, right? I, I, I even I have done that, actually. Yeah, so I've done it with t like uh, Tinker Snakes or... I can't, yeah, the Tinker Snake. So, like, our, our remote cap local rep. I've done it yeah. with Nesters, RR Nesters, which now that Lashaks are a thing, people add Lashaks to those groups. And then um, you, I also used to do it in a way that's nerfed now. So, I don't even know why I'm mentioning it, but uh, FOF uh, cruise missile Ravens, which was super boring, lame, super easy. Yeah, yeah, it was from range. Yeah, you, you could can game get it. FF oh, missiles to shoot yeah, yeah. further than the, the drifters will aggro. It was dumb. <laughs> you just sit at range, press the button, and literally worse than than like drones. Okay. And then uh and then I used Astro House to farm the drifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a C5 black hole. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it nerfed because I was so good at it. Everyone thought I was a Russian bot, but really I just made my 90 billion isk and got out. Yeah. <laughs> the uh the the most expensive startup cost probably of all of these um and also one of the the most efficient is per hour methods is dread ratting c5s and c6s um because you need a fortizar and a core and three dreads and a tackle rorqual or some other tackle ship that can sit on grid with a drifter now that it yeah. aggroes the tackle ships which it didn't used to um, it still doesn't um, in C5 sites. You can. Oh, it doesn't do in C5 sites. You still like do a, like a Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just do like a vigil. So this is how I make my S now, and you can just do okay. it with a vigil. But um, yeah, you still need the three dreads and active tanks, so they're fairly expensive, especially with prices going up. So yes, you do this they, now, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. This is how I make my S. So my my whole like twenty four bill liquid is one hundred percent from dread ratting. Okay. Okay. Can you still do it with one dread and have like uh, what's that stupid special ship called that never got aggroed? I forgot what it was called. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you can like warp it to a specific location so we, all the transversals always zero, and you can literally do it with one dread. Yeah, we literally have one, and I forget what it's called. That's the Zephyr. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you do it with three, you still. Um, so the reason, so you can do it with one, um, but if you do it with one, you need to to like min max it. You need to refit halfway through. Um, so you basically like swap between uh, max tank, and then as you clear stuff, you swap to like damage and cap regen. Um, if you're doing it with one tune, um, and there's a video somewhere of a guy doing it, and it works. Um, the reason you do three is because you can two cycle all the sites, including the drifter. Um, so you do Just two cap risk, yeah. and a hot like dread, yeah, to be caught. Yeah, exactly. So the the shorter time you're on um, on grid, the better, basically. Like you roll yeah. the holes, so in theory, like no one should be able to get in unless you get a wandering hole uh, that spawns. Before, but yeah. so before we kind of finish up, what's the isk an hour that you make on that? Since you're actively doing it with dreads. Oh, uh, I should know. So it's like 500 mil average a site. Um, you're doing a site every 10 minutes plus warp time. So uh, you can do the math there. Um, 
bad at it. Yeah, but it ends up being a lot. Like, it's a lot, but it also you do want to have to go to each site beforehand with the Zephyr and make a bookmark to warp into if you want to be able to two cycle it. So there's a little bit of of time overhead as well. Right. Yeah. So for context, you have to roll all your holes. Um, you have to bookmark every site um, at the right spot so that you can all the spots or all the uh, waves spawn at the right distances, and then yeah, you can two cycle sites after that. But it's a lot of setup. Sick. All right. Let's get into the real stuff I, that people actually care about. I don't know if you guys have been telling, but I've been like fucking itching to talk about something that's not PvE. <laughs> that's good, people are requesting to talk about PvE, and I think it's important because people do need to make us to PvP, and yeah. we can't be elitist assholes all the time and just assume everyone has a shit like hey, this. I feel labeled. Except Casper. So, yeah, Casper. <laughs> we didn't know what we were going to talk about on this episode until a couple days ago when some shit got released, and it is very relevant and very big. So first, we're going to cover this in sections. The first one we're going to talk about is Marauders. So before we even talk about it, Ozera asked in chat earlier, do y'all think the high cost of Marauders, Marauders will be enough of a barrier to keep them from being used in abundance? And I think that's going to be dependent on group. No, yeah, I, I don't think, think so. I think, I think in some areas, manufacturing sure. hasn't ramped up yet, and the price is going to come back down. Yeah. I think uh, groups like Frat, uh, groups like test uh, goons, like non-wartime goons, uh, in it, like all these groups, I think you're going to see a lot of marauders just because they are stupidly powerful. And when you have a blob behind you, not calling those blobbers blobbers, but when you have a blob behind you, it, a lot of the risk goes down of your blingy ship, especially when it has the tank of a marauder, right? And so, how like, the hell do you kill one in thirty seconds? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So well, like, now after this patch, how do you kill one before it kills you? Yeah, you're completely honed, actually. So let's I, go through this real quick. Okay. Sorry, Jocastus, go ahead. Oh, I said something earlier. They were like, God, I do so much damage. And I was like, just move away from it. And then I was like, yeah, but the Varger shoots 96 so, with Barrage yeah, and the Torpedoes are yes. 120 kilometers. And I'm like, never mind. Just, yes. uh, just warp away or sign just, off. Real real talk. Previous, <laughs> like before the changes, oh, the Varger so was just as fast as an Orthrus in a straight line. If you take Micro Warp Drive plus MJD, you can't yeah. just move away from it. And now it's faster no. than Orthrus in a straight yes. line. And it's yeah. just like, holy shit, what do you do? I think I did the math the other day. Or I, I, I think I did. I was there. I did it. It's like 3,147 meters per second or something. That's what it mm -hmm. came down to. Three heavy when you're factoring in an MJD direction. Yeah, when you're factoring all right, in. All right, all right, guys. guys yeah. Yeah. Actually, changes. what the changes are right now on CC, not final, probably, but right now, Bastion now increases the rate of fire for all large weapons by 50%. Key point, this does not apply and is not intended to apply to rapid heavy missile launchers. What, so no 6K rapid heavy? Your golem is not dumping its entire 65,000 damage clip in 23 seconds. It's and not happening. That is final. I, CCP Rise confirmed that for me. Um, and he said I could mention it. Thank you, it, Rise, so by the way. It I is no rapid heavies on your golems, boys, it, for a Bastion um, thing anyway. Bastion duration is decreased to 30 seconds. So obviously it can After keep cycling, but they changed it to 90 seconds. They changed it to 90 seconds, and all the PVEers, I think, said this will actually make our site times longer because we have to wait for this to end to move on. And they were and talking PVPers about the like, change. Yeah, everyone, yep. everyone money, wants money, that money. to be shorter, sort of. Um, they're all getting a lock range increase. According to something Rise posted on Reddit, 
Yeah. And the Pali and the Kronos cap situations are getting adjusted to deal with that 50% rate of fire bonus. Right. Um, and that's all the general changes. There's some specific ones as well. Yeah, so yeah. the Varger changed its, uh, it had a rate of fire bonus, and they just changed that to a straight up damage bonus uh, because it got that rate of fire bonus from Bastion. Um, so what that means is that uh, with a big damage bonus like that is Arty Volley is around 15k with short range ammo. 15k. So and, 30 and seconds. What's, what's the cycle time again? Because you have, if you're in Bastion, the cycle time it's, is like oh, 10 seconds. It's 10 seconds, yeah. It's fucking insane. I thought it was six. Um, so the the and we'll kind of give you guys some like rough numbers as we go through this. Um, these are assuming like triple damage mods and and like no implants basically is is the numbers I ran. So like an AC Varger in Bastion uh, is twenty three hundred. That's heated with hail with barrage. You're looking at about fourteen hundred. Is pretty insane. So uh, onto the. Do you guys want to talk about the golem next, or do you guys have oh. more Varger stuff specific? No, I think that's the Varger was already kind of the best one because of um, its slot layout and it's you know not in its weapon system. Um, but you know you're looking at Chronoses and golems with blasters and torps exceeding twenty five hundred DPS, no problem. Yep. You know, an image going around of Torp Golem doing like 4,500. Yeah, that's polar, a polarized Torp Golem Golan. with Hydras can shoot 4,500 DPS out to like 110 kilometers or something. You can plate and amulet a Kronos with polarized blasters and do 46 to 4,800 DPS with 100,000 EHP. For 30 seconds and then insane. just leave. Bye. For 30 seconds and then you just MJD out because everything's dead. <laughs> just split so, your guns. I'm, I'm hyped. Like, I'm hyped to use these in small gang a little bit. I think it could be super fun. But I'm also terrified of some of the response gangs we'll see because I was playing with a paladin and you can do like a dual locus, dual tracking comp paladin and then obviously cat booster MJD, triple damage mod and still fit a healthy tank. And you can scorch out to a hundred, spewing like sixteen fifty-ish DPS before implants or it's or pyro. Ridiculous. And here's there the thing: there was a railgun so kicking our butt like two weeks ago. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything about it. And that's so like, at hundred, you're yeah. gonna track fine. You're gonna track things at range. And if things get up on you, there's gonna be like recon webs and shit like that. Like you're just you're pretty much you're gonna be boned against a lot of this stuff. It's gonna be pretty tough to fight. But I mean, those people are already tough to fight. So you know. I was fighting on grid with the real Kronos recently as well, and I was in a in a vagabond doing almost five k with a Sig reduction, and it was annihilating me. Yeah, so I it's, cannot imagine do do? with the Sig Bloom yeah. now and their bonus damage. I I won't be able to ex exist on grid. Yeah, um, I think I was yeah. playing so, the real Kronos uh, on uh, CC that was. You know, like 75k optimal, 125k fall off, and again, like 1600 DPS at those ranges. You what know? I think so. would be really, you guys are going to tell me I'm crazy, but like if you had like a six man gang, five man gang that was just like two arty vargers that were spaced out a little bit, and, and then the vigil? rest were, and then the rest were just support, just like screening, some and length, some tackle. It's, it's the only 
lar like that large gun platform, it gets a tracking bonus, right? Because it also has a tracking bonus. So like you could Just do some pretty insane fun. things, I think. I don't know. It would be like, it would be pretty ridiculous, but I don't know. Maybe you could make sick plays. Maybe not. I, I think you could in certain situations, uh, fighting like from small gang perspective, I, I think it would be difficult to fight the blob because you still have to get that 30 second bastion yes. to actually get all of those bonuses that you're looking for. Yeah. I think the other Pretty issue insane. too, right, is like what's the response when you always take a uh, Marauder out? Like nine times out of ten, you just get dropped by caps, right? And I guess the MJD bonus helps a little bit with that and being able to melt tackle faster. But I think it's just going to be something we see used a lot more by people who can escalate compared to like small gangers who are roaming around in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and people make them work for small gang, but not being able to bastion without the threat of super fighters or dreads just alphaing straight through you because they don't have great EHP to start with. They have massive reps, but not a huge amount of buffer. So yeah, I think you're totally correct. And yeah. yeah, I guess that's the other point too, is like, if you think about them now, so I don't think I've ever flown a Marauder, so I'm probably not the best person to speak about this, but most people I've seen that fly Marauders in small gang aren't actually going into Bastion, right? Like you're flying it around because you get the resists and good reps and that kind yeah. of thing, but you're not Three just like bashing on, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're not just nice. like bashing on grid because you're usually getting chased by a giant blob that can kill you if they can catch you for long enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess that pretty much sums up the Marauders. It's a huge change, uh, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It's kind. Of, it's going to be one of those things where we just kind of see how it goes. We know they're strong, but Follow how Mark much Bridges uh, killboard? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the next change, which is something uh, not a lot of people saw coming. Um, so, hacks heavy assault cru cruisers have a bonus to. Uh, negate part of the penalty to micro warp drive sig blooms so it makes essentially makes their sig quite a bit smaller while they're uh burning on mwd so this is one of the two reasons why hacks feel tankier than tech one cruisers the other being uh t2 resists because you know give or take they're the same they're similar speeds some of them are faster some slower but it's you know sig and ehp slash resists so what do you guys think on that? Hack sig reduction it's removal. It's freaking huge. Like yeah. this is what we use most of the time actually against a blob. It was either T3s or this. And mm -hmm. this these are actually more fun to fly because you pilot your ship and you're not hunter to man and you're not like just, you know, a bus on a grid going one direction. They're, they're super fun to fly, but it legitimately doubles your signal. Yeah. Like your zealot is completely owned uh, by. So it's completely game changing for the smuggling community. We got to yeah. get that says the SIG really isn't that important in small gangs, completely misunderstood. No, and not, no, no. Not, not to go way down the rabbit hole, but I, I can definitely feel the difference between when I'm flying a hack and then the static equivalent, I guess, would be like a T3 cruiser that I can morph it into something very similar to a hack, uh, fitting-wise. And uh, I, it feels like on grid, I'm not a big numbers warrior, but it feels much different to me and then I'm getting hit much, much, much harder in the T3 cruiser than the hack because of the SIG reduction. Yeah, we were talking about this some and it really depends on what you're fighting, right? Like if you're fighting other cruisers or if you're fighting like destroyers and frigates, like 
it won't make that much of a difference. But if someone brings like a material or something as a response, like that's going to hit you a lot harder and you're not going to mitigate anywhere near yeah. as much damage. And and just like, like a months... munin blob. Teach. Yeah. Six months down the road though, like CCP has been trending on battleship buffs, uh, either directly or indirectly, whether it's weapon systems, whether it's like, it seems to me like they still are pushing battleships, this marauder change battleships. Right. So like, Maybe in six months, large weapon systems are going to be a lot more prevalent than they are currently. And, uh, you know, I think I think the the SIG reduction there would would make a difference again, especially against those large weapons. Right. But yeah. We'll and see. I think this is like you're saying, they keep buffing battleships. I think they are trying to push large scale fleets back towards battleships. And I think this is supposed to be part of that. Um they did say. I think, I think small gang is they, a casualty of it. Yeah. Yes, I don't right. think this is about small gang at all. No. I think this is about mm -hmm. them wanting. You know, they had some plans to change hacks. Apparently, there were some issues with it, according to something uh, Rise said the other day. And now this is their compromise option, second option. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Everyone that I have spoken to about it feels like. You know, you, we are we are changing all hacks in order to affect three hacks, basically. The, the or one unit and serve. Yeah, but well, a lot of people have said stuff like, "Oh, if you got the Munin, we're just going to move to Eagles, or we're just going to move to insert other long range hack here, right? Like Serbs, whatever you want to want to do." But I don't know. Right. Um, but at the same time, they're also introducing a level of of fleet mobility that is unlike anything that we have ever seen. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure those mutants are going to have micro warp drives after I mean, this comes even out. Even just think so. about a Ferox fleet. This is a huge buff to a simple junior FC Ferox fleet. Now those armor hacks, you're going to nail them. Yes. For yeah. no isk in a Ferox fleet. Yeah. yeah. I think right. that's a, a big a big big point is like the cheap T1 like the Ferox fleets versus hacks. But so that's that. Uh, another change was, I don't know, nobody used the Wubbles when they were launched, so they changed that. They took the web strength, increased web strength from 30 to 40, and the the AoE range was from 10 to 15. So basically yeah, they're I making it so you they... can't, like you're always going to bubble yourself or wobble yourself, right? Yeah, they had the idea with the 10 cam range that you could not bubble yourself, which was basically possible in a snaked saber and not really anything else. Yeah. Um, so I think they're also turning the time before it pops down to two seconds from three seconds, yeah. yep. which will yeah. make it a little easier to apply, um, which is good. I'm not sure that they Can actually need like to... With the wobble? I don't know, actually. Well, they don't sit in space. They just, they're like a burst projector effect. Yeah. They drop, they wait two ticks, and then up. they go off, and you either... Are in range or not in range, and if you're in so range, you could you're do stuck a stop with bubble plus one of these web bubbles, and call it good. Ye it's, well, not really, because you have know. to time it so yeah. carefully. There's a confusing it's, it's, concept for me it, for a minute, and it's not it's not a static effect. It is whoever is in the area of influence, that effect remains on their ship. Oh, for the, so for you can't land seconds. into a webby you bubble. You can't fly okay. in or out of it. Right. It's either applied to you or you it's not You have to think of it to. like a uh, debuff uh, gang link. Like your Bifrost yeah. would give a, a gang link to your mate. Okay. This is like a debuff one to anyone that's Just in. like delayed two seconds or whatever. But yeah, it works on the same, like, essentially like links do, but for yep. a shorter duration. 
Yeah, just like links. That's a good example. So we'll see how that goes. Um, might might be someone that uses it. I I'm not going to be looking to roll out an alt with a Webull and and use it. But maybe no, who knows? I don't think it's going to be terribly useful on a non-fleet scale. Um, I just don't and they're also buffing. Well, by warping off, you wobble yeah, yourself basically. and you warp off. Is how. I guess, yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess can you wobble yourself into warp? Like uh, yeah. when the effect hits, it'll totally. just like absorb you. So maybe mm -hmm. that's the way to do it. Yeah. You can yeah, now fit a insta-warp capable, combat probe equipped, cloak equipped, wobble equipped Eris. FYI. Um, thing I probe in, have. warp in, drop, warp out. And maybe live. But I think what they're really going to see, if they see use, they're going to see use as a suicide option or with the new fleet formation warp, you're going to warp a formation of them around a fleet and wobble bomb them, and then some of them are going to get out, and some of them are going to die, but it doesn't matter. I can't yeah. wait to die to a heart-shaped warp in that that just comes all around oh. me. <laughs> oh, Bukaki's me. Oh man. Oh uh, yeah. All right. So they also Dude. tweaked the interdictor stats aside from the saber because everyone's still using sabers, and CCP is like, please use the other ones. Yeah. The Eris got a little bit more. His his mass reduction penalty went from fifteen to twenty. The rate of fire bonus went from five to seven and a half. The flycatcher's shield HP bonus went from ten to fifteen. Broken Same with the armor AF. heritage bonus. Yeah, they're great, but no, uh, legitimately, the flycatcher was the best small gang one ever. It does an incredible volley yes. with LML, and, and even in low sec, you can get that a, crap to like twenty five k HP. Add Nirvana's and that you're up to like more than a drake and it's like huh now what yes they're very tanky i think what's happening here is that in order to get any motion at all in the meta ccp is essentially making the saber the bad one and maybe they'll tune yeah. them back down once that's done we can all hope for rapid iteration we'll see if it happens as we've always seen uh... yeah <laughs> so good at rapid iteration yeah i don't know i mean yeah, flycat. I I think uh, if I'm gonna fly nano, like small gang, Dictor, it's gonna be a flycatcher, like a uh, main box flycatcher kind of thing. Which you know they could see a lot more use in the future with the new fleet formation warp stuff we're gonna talk about soon. Um, yeah. But I don't know, flycatcher all the way for that. LMLs. I think two more things before we get into the uh, the fleet formation thing. The first is that they did a little balance pass on the revelation. They changed a little bit of its power grid, and they changed the fitting it needs for uh, beams, capital beams. I'm not sure that that's terribly relevant to small gang because beam revelations are not something that keep me up at night, but it's in there. Um, the thing that might be relevant to us is these anchorable Sino beacons, which, you know, Rise was talking the other day about how he wants to move away from Sinos being on ships because balancing ships and balancing Sinos is super complicated when ships are the source of the Sinos. Um, so they're introducing these beacons that currently have a, you, can, you can't anchor more than one within 20 kilometers of another one. They sit on grid for two minutes before the Sino goes active. And they're, they have, you know, mediocre HP, 
They're not supposed to be combat sinos. They're supposed to be travel sinos so that you can just burn a holler somewhere, drop this beacon, jump your cap, and not have to risk your recon just to move from A to B. Um, and there's, I think uh, the idea was that they're going to cost around 20 mil, but they're expendable. So you can't pick them back up. You can't reuse them. Yeah, um, like, a, like an inhib. Yeah, and for context, um, I think they said that this is likely to change, but um, on CC, I think they're only 20 M3 right now. So right now they fit in the interceptor, but it's not clear if that'll stay that way or not. Um, and then they also die um, if you anchor an inhib within range. Um, so once an inhib goes up, it'll kill the Sino, even if the Sino's still up. Um, and they and don't show up on um, your overview until um, they've actually spooled up. So just like a normal Sino, when you light it, it becomes like a warpable object in space. Um, my understanding is that they're descannable before, just like anything else in space, um, but that you won't actually see the Sino on your overview uh, when you're off-grid um, until it actually goes up. Yeah, so it's, it'll be interesting to see. I think we'll see some capital ships popping these out and just hoping for the best if they get tackled, you know, hoping to be able to sign in help. Mm -hmm. um, last I looked, they have about, I think it was 40,000 EHP. Uh, I think 55 is, is 55, what they yeah, 45, Okay. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, is enough that it's going to take you a minute to kill it um, in most small gang setups. Uh, but it's certainly doable before the two minutes is is up and the Sino goes active. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, there could be some... I mean, we'll have to see. Like, CCP... I trust in that they have a pretty good handle on Sinos from a small gang perspective because they made good changes in the last couple of years with Sinos. So I don't think they want to go back to what we had. So we'll see what they do. Um, I mean, roaming was pretty terrible when any ship could be a Sino, just tackle you and then light a Sino. I doubt we're going to see even combat Sinos that just any old ship can have that they drop that is, you know, like 10 seconds or something like right. that. Like, I doubt, I I doubt that's going to end up. a bubble-proof ship to have a Sino. I think yeah. they got yeah, a good handle on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's been the big question is just whether or not they'll fit in interceptors, I think, is like the big thing I've heard people concerned about uh, for that reason. Yeah. But again, like the, the anchor time and the HP, which may change, like they said, um, both are like really aimed at making it not in combat. Um, but just being able to get um, a ship kind of through bubble camps and stuff like that is kind of a big deal. So I can see why people are concerned about that. But this one, I'm actually like, the more I hear about it, the less worried I am. Yeah. So let's get into the last thing, which is, about. it's huge. This is fleet formations. So I'll give a little primer. I was testing it out today. It hit Sissy today. And tomorrow there's a mass test. So first off, let's have a disclaimer. We are aware that CCP puts things on Sissy anticipating changing it. A lot of the times they're just putting it on Sissy to get to test the mechanics of it. Uh, especially with big things like this, they want to get it on Sissy early, get people testing it and uh, to see if we can break it. Right. They um, want to know if the code is going to crash the server or warp yeah. us all into that one Fortizar like it did at one time. However, there's lots of examples of stuff that makes Sissy and then isn't changed. So all we can do is speculate and talk about the current state and maybe states that we would like that to go or we think would be a healthy place to go. So that's the disclaimer. So 
don't you know don't yell at us about that so first off this is some of this shit is busted like straight up broken <laughs> well let's let's talk about what it is first okay so it's okay. there's two new skills and what this system is is if you train these skills there's five i think five different formations that a fc a wing commander or a squad commander can select and then when they go to warp something they can have a selection that is fleet uh fleet formation warp instead of like fleet warp and it will warp their uh responsible hierarchy so a squad commander would warp their squad the fc will warp everyone um in the formation that is selected those formations are different things like there's one that is a like a horizontal plane like right there's one that's a wall right like like this you guys can see me this is great a wall there's a sphere which is the fc can make the sphere bigger or make the sphere smaller and as the ships come in they land in a sphere right like just like when you jump a gate everyone lands in a 30 kilometer sphere on the gate 15 kilometers right so yeah if you've played any like um war strategy game with formations um like total war series or anything like that it's basically like yes comparison game. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like the formation the formations you can pick there like you know you can put your yeah. people in a triangle or an arrow or whatever that kind of thing yeah and there's an arrow and then there's one which thankfully it is locked behind the level five skill um uh, well it's yeah. maybe not even the most broken let's be honest and that one is called what's the name of it again relative relative and that is just like command five not even leadership five nope. there's there's two new skills that they added specifically for this so yeah, one unlocks formations one, and the other one unlocks the the spacing of the, the formations. Slider. yeah exactly okay. um so the relative one takes your current position on grid as long as you're within 200 kilometers of the fc and it warps you uh and you stay in that formation so if you're 198 kilometers from the fc above him when you land at wherever the fc selected the uh formation warp uh that shift that was 198 kilometers above will be 198 kilometers above this fc when they land so this is significant this is uh broken portion a because very easily you can just forever essentially mjd if you put a ship in front of you uh more than 150 kilometers and do a this this formation warp both ships move forward let's say 150 kilometer uh, you know 150 kilometers because you warp directly to it um you can then land and just right click warp on the dude that was 150 ahead of you and warp again so you're essentially like chain mjding well, yeah warping, and your range but... is actually selectable because you can you can warp to him at any distance so if he's yep. 170 ahead of you you can warp anywhere if you warp to him at 100 you move 70 kilometers and he moves 70 kilometers and if you warp at 50 you move 120 kilometers and he moves 120 kilometers so you yeah, yeah. you have not just an mgd but you can actually pick the range you want to land at Right. And, and you the, can also push things forward. So if you are combat probing to something, but you know it's running away from you because you're on grid with it, and it's like 300 kilometers burning away from you, just get your tackle like 50 kilometers in front of you. You warp yourself to zero. Tackle ends 50 kilometers out right on where he's burned to. Yeah. I think it's fine. It's, I hate you. <laughs> it's 
part that makes so, it so broken is just that like you can warp to someone who is in your formation and also gets the relative warp. Like you don't have to like the person that you warp to as the ping gets carried along. Like they don't get left behind. And that I think is the part that makes it yeah, the most if broken. Between yeah, 150 and 200. yeah. So this yeah. could be solved super easily, the whole like chain warping to just like continuously warp on top of people with the relative portion just by making the distance less than the min warp distance so right now the distance that you this formation is is 200 and 150 is the min warp so if you increase min warp to 250 then this wouldn't work uh there'd be a period of time where the one ship was micro warp driving uh before you could do it again um so who knows maybe they're going to change those numbers uh but it is pretty broken so they should change those numbers yeah and um, same thing if yeah if the ship that you were warping to in relative warp didn't get taken along that would also kind of solve the issue if your warp target didn't get right moved, yeah. yeah 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 they could just drop cans or something like well yeah that gets pretty gimmicky though right if you're like having to drop cans and stuff like that but, but yeah even but things like, as simple as stop bubbles are no longer warpable because you can just do a custom way right or way left and your stop bubble doesn't stop this either yeah. Well, that's the important thing is that like it, it doesn't go by the fc's warp vector it goes by your own personal warp vector so yeah if you drop a dictor bubble which are pretty small um you could still like if you just put people like 30 kilometers on the left and right of you and then warped in like the fc would land in the bubble but the other people would not yeah and i think uh like what casper's saying is if you if someone if you put up a defensive bubble to stop someone from warping down to you but they have a guy like 300 kilometers to their left or, or 180 or whatever, you just bounce to him a couple of times and then everyone in the fleet is out of line with the bubble after like 10 seconds and can just warp to you. Mm -hmm. There's zero counterplay at all. If you're yeah. a kiting gang trying to run away from a bigger gang, there's absolutely nothing you can do currently. And honestly, it's better not to have a prop mod right now. Just let's have some agility and some tank and why do I yeah. ever want a prop mod? I can just warp people exactly wherever I want. Yeah, yeah, better yeah. have shoot your super short out alive. Yeah. You can warp yeah. anywhere. I think there's going to be some real. If this goes live as it is, there's going to be some real abuse where, if you're in any kind of a fleet, you can just send some uh, interceptors out 170 kilometers in every direction and just move the, all of the interceptors and your fleet all together, maintaining those distances, left, right, up, down, forward, back, 150 kilometers at will. Yeah. There's some pretty weird stuff like some like Satoni actually mentioned in a discord. I'm in with him. The um, you could take uh, yachts because they're uh, nullified and you just cloak them and you could put one at like each like uh, so here you have your fleet. You put one left, right, forward, back and you cloak them and then your FC just starts forming like formation warping like uh wind runners like a uh, long range sniper uh attack yeah, battle nagas. Users, let's say, nagas uh and you're just like literally land they're a line fit a line done you just like pew 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 and then like either move left 170 or forward 170 or right or back or whatever right so it's some pretty weird stuff and those ships would be invisible um unless somebody happens to decloak them because they also move as well so you know you're not going to land on them and decloak them so I mean, there's some pretty weird stuff, some pretty weird Five hyperspatial onyxes just getting warped under your entire grid spread out in a Yeah. yeah. 
and I and think the, the one like, of the biggest sorry one of the biggest things about it is the the amount of mobility it gives you like some tackle out front as long as the tackle is far enough from the FC the FC can just walk the tackle forward like 50 kilometers at a time until they're right on whatever they're going for or yep. you can do it you can do it cloaked so you could do that with a fleet of bombers mm-hmm and just yeah. get on grid so you don't have to worry about bubbles and then just step closer until you're at the right range. Yeah. yeah, from a small gang perspective, there's a lot of things an organized person could do to to like just end you um, with with this, for sure. From a, from a small gang kiting perspective. Yeah, because it turns those grids where you're balancing the MJD of a battleship and then the incoming other ships and the ranges where you have to sit into an almost impossible grid to exist on. If, yeah, if, exactly. they're, if, if they're coordinated. Yeah. Trying to put a, a positive spin on this if possible. Is there any like bonuses for us that you guys have thought of besides just like a natural gang to a scepter burning away? Like any, any ways you thought for the small gang to use this to our advantage? I think I mean, getting that, rid of that like, carries so... that's 200 yeah. kilometers away. <laughs> And you you just warp your Hecate or whatever you're, you're you know up there really quick and then that'd be yeah nice. we could do something yeah, with it like, like as well. That, I think there's gonna at least initially and probably forever there are gonna be people fucking this up and yeah. providing ships that shouldn't be at zero with our gangs at zero with us and you know like there's a there's a lot of opportunity for mistakes because this is you know relative movement. So if the FC isn't on the ball, they're just going to feed their fleet to you by doing this badly. So I think there's some potential yeah. there, but I think probably I think the people who don't know how to... Be big. Yeah, Dictor Bubble Screening is going to be big, um, but I think it's going to be mostly about you know who figuring out who knows how to use this and who doesn't. Because if it's yep. just like Bob and his pals doing home defense and they've never used this before... Great, bring it on. But if it's like super aggro frat recon doom ball, just casually warping a hundred kilometers forward every time they feel like it, like, yeah, uh-uh. I'm never no fighting Pando fifty on ten ever again. Yeah, I'm just gonna like, feed every talk. single person in my fleet. Most of the content that we get, sometimes like realistically, most of the content we get right now is uh, outside of like ESS stuff is like staging system stuff and it's often against like pretty challenging uh gangs like that know what they're doing with some bling and some tackle and it's like some of them are pretty tough fights sometimes um those are even harder now because those guys they're skilled they know what they're doing we're fighting outnumbered and you know they're going to be and there's going to be two thousand dps paladins mixed in (laughs) yes and they're going to be able to use it Hey, they're, they're not, I'll you know, bad dreams. They have competent FCs and people, and they know how to respond to gangs, and it's going to make fighting them harder. And I think against uh, like less organized people, uh, I think it's going to give an advantage to to roaming gangs that are good at using it, because there definitely are going to be uh, ways we can leverage this as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just I mean, a, it's... a big maneuverability upgrade, and. Yeah. The closer we get to matching maneuverability with the larger home defense groups that we fight, the more we lose. Yeah, it's just a numbers on numbers. Then we have no mobility advantage, and but we one, will never win that. One thing I really dislike about this overall is 
I think now more this is going to make it like even more important to uh, reduce like projection, the projection kind of meta, like medium long range weapons mainly, um, especially with like the hack sig stuff. Like I I really think there's going to be zero room on a grid to operate and not just be soaking damage and then like oh just add logi it's like yeah so there's another person like oh just have a dictor to screen like there's another ship like at what point is is it just going to force mid-scale pvp to fight blobs you know what i mean like i don't know maybe am i dreaming here is that no, is no. Then, then it no, turns that's... into low sec and it's literally just a maths game can you take this yes or no do you need plus one facts all yeah. right i don't know that's my that's kind of where i'm like really afraid that it'll go is it'll it'll just like actual small gang and people will just like well just have this ready for this counter and oh just have this like that's the to me small gang isn't having all the options small gang is making do with what you have on grid and still you know having a good fight like that's that's my idea of small gang but that right. might you, you know just, that's like, my concern go reship yeah you're stuck with what you have there and so you either have to not take the fight or you have to take the fight with something that's maybe not ideal and now i think with the change in mobility there's just so much more that's like not an ideal fight because they can get on top of you so much easier it'll be ess for every single fight or some type of dead space grid or you just yeah Yeah. that's the big thing is dead space grids or well, I, I don't not... think it will be every adapt. single fight. I think there will be lots of people out there who only have, you know, um, and maybe it's the time zone. I don't know. I see this a lot when I roam with three tiers um, in the U.S. like moon. Um, but yeah, we, literally. you know, show them around and cruise around, and we get a lot of fights with, you know, two v five. You know, and in those situations, it's a lot less just less hairy in general and will be less hairy even with this this added difficulty because it's you know there aren't five ramjacks to be thrown at you know which is the other thing the relative formation is clearly the most problematic because of its self-warping nature and um the way that it projects uh forward of where the fc warped to throw out Um, a new a new meta for small gang if we all fit two warp stabs and they leap on top of us we can't get scrammed (laughs) you know know, i was saying earlier we're all just gonna fly mgd droggers that's it yeah i mean i'm excited for game changes i like i prefer i prefer yeah yeah, in my opinion terrible changes i would prefer that to stagnation because uh I, I as someone who likes small gang i like looking at changes and like analyzing things even if i'm fucking wrong i enjoy the 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 the, the process of looking at something and trying to guess how to use it and like thinking about it and trying it with friends and failing and you know looking at somebody doing it correctly and going oh like i enjoy that aspect of eve so change is good even if i don't like it um yeah that's i don't know we'll see how it goes yeah, I absolutely am for more change rather than less. I want them to do this change and then do another change when this does or doesn't work. Um, the only other formation I think that we really thought about talking about was the sphere formation. Like plane and wall formations um, would be a lot more meaningful if there were any kind of impact physics in EVE where or like friendly fire or something. That would become very relevant, but there aren't. So 
all it really does is put everyone at wildly different ranges from the target than the FC. I would love um, to see, I just got to interrupt you in a fleet fight. Like I don't like fleet PVP, but how cool would be a wall be of smart bombing firewall ships for missiles. Bro. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that is cool. Carry on. Fight the rapid yes. light spam with uh, <laughs> firewalling like Nagas or something. You do a cross. Yeah. Right. Like a Spanish, yeah. Spanish inquisition. Um, I think the the sphere formation is also problematic because it projects ships forward of the warp endpoint. So if you combat probe them and you warp a sphere formation, much like the relative formation, and out front of wherever that combat probe point was, and so it makes kiting a lot harder because instead of combat probing you and warping to where you used to be, they're combat probing you and warping to where you used to be plus 20 kilometers which might be where you are now. Um, and I already have seen a number of people proposing things like, I'm going to make a sphere of catchers and combat probe in and create a 60 kilometer in diameter immediately. And what are you going to do then? <laughs> and so... You know, some of it's more relevant to fleet fights and some of it's more relevant to small gang, but I think there's a lot of potential problems in that. Or if, you know, someone sphere warps a bunch of ram jags and they land, you know, above you, below you, behind you, and in front of you, that's not, you know? It's scary. It's scary for sure. I think, like, there's definitely a tool. Uh, like, I'd rather be on the other side. I'd rather be trying to catch small gangs with this tool than than uh, small gangs. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. That's about it, though, right? Yeah, like, that's, be that's pretty much everything. Is there any other uh, changes, excuse me, to mention? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Not, not so far, let's say. Um, I think we're all interested to see how the... There's a mass test on CC tomorrow for specifically about this warp formation situation. So if you're free... Is there Jump a in date there. Give that them this some feedback. Is supposed to come out like uh, officially on TQ. I don't think there's uh, an actual date yet. They haven't. I don't think they've given. I got the very strong impression that it was like real soon. Soon. Yeah. Okay, guys. Ending. Before we move into our outro, uh, we're gonna do another giveaway. So just watch, watch for that right now. Oh, what is it? Is it a vexer now? Is that what I saw? Yeah, there's vexers. What? Well, we can't win these, right? No. We cannot, just but I haven't even looked at these ones yet. Well, <laughs> they're they're cool. Win one. They're really cool. They're they did an awesome job on the partnership skins, yeah. and uh, we're gonna have so we give them away here. I'm keeping. I'm like hoarding some. We don't give them all out, so we still have Asteras and Caracals for stuff like the following. Um, we're gonna have a a big public yeet and uh, a kind of less than ten nights. So it's gonna be March 9th. Uh, at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So that's like March 10th, like early Eve time. Like March 10th at like, I don't know, four or something like that, pretty early. Um, so if you're watching this, it's like going to be happening at this time. And what we basically are going to do is we're going to get everyone into comms together, tons of people, big blob, and then we're going to take that blob. We're going to divide it up into like as many small groups as we can. And we'll we'll put people who kind of know what they're doing Um you know, in, in the lead and, and they'll kind of, if you're a newer player, this is like the perfect opportunity. If you're new to small gang, no problem. We'll put you with people 
who know what they're doing, who can give you some help on how to fit your ship. And we're going to just fill them into Jita. And what I'm hoping to do, just so you guys are aware, it's going to be kind of cool, I hope, is I'm going to, much like I'm streaming right now, and I have a Discord view up, that's where our webcams are coming from, I'm going to get people in all these different gangs to stream to Discord. And I'm basically going to commentate uh, oh, the yes. room. So I'll like be popping into oh, channels and... And you guys can hear their the comms, and you'll see <laughs> some of the people's screens and what they're doing. We'll Jacob's see how it goes. Scram again. Yeah, in <laughs> a nester. So we're gonna keep it cheap, guys. Uh, and it's all about just promoting small gangs. So like, if you have friends that uh, you know, maybe they don't roam that much, or maybe they're intimidated by it, or maybe they like have a man crush on Casper and they want to roam with them. I don't know. Tell them to come out uh, March 9th at like us time zone evening we might start a little early because i can't get on till eight because of parenting but uh i might get some people to kind of start early i just won't start streaming so watch the discord for that uh hopefully it works out but we're going to give away a ton of uh skins through that so i'd just like to say i have a main crush on casper and i'd like to room with him so i'll be there hell nice. yeah nice nice yeah nice. so that'll be about oh 400 eve time on the 10th you're right Cool. Um, yeah, and we'll, so, we'll yeah. post that too, like in the Discord, and make sure it's like broadcasted so people yeah. remember and yep. can put it on the calendars and, and stuff. We did it a while ago, and it worked you. out really Every well. Every day from now until then. Yeah. Cool, guys. Well, uh, just remember, it's not the size of your gang; it's how far you warp in front of the the kiters. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Didn't, 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 didn't stumble over that at all. It's perfect. <laughs>